0: Surah Al-Mu'minun, ayah number 31. In the previous ayat, in the surah so far, we learned at the beginning about who the Muflihun are, who the successful ones are. And who are they? Qad aflahal mu'minun, Those who believe. So success begins with Iman. That's the first step to success. But it's not the last step. It's the first. Because Iman is a journey. Alright? And in this journey... A person is busy doing one good thing after another. Alright? So قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Believers are successful who possess such and such and such qualities. And then we learned about who is not successful. Who is it that is not successful? Those who do not have iman. And an example of such people was given. And who were they? The people of Nuh salam that when they disbelieved, they were not successful. What happened to them? They were drowned. They were finished. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ وَإِن kunna لَمُبْتَلِينَ Indeed in that are surely signs, lessons, and indeed we are ever testing. لَمُبْتَلِينَ مُبْتَلِينَ مُبْتَل Meaning one who tests, one who puts to trial. So in other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always and continuously Puts people to trial. He puts us in test. Ibtila. This is part of life. Why? To see who will survive, who will make it to the end, and who will give up. Wa in kunna Allah always tests the servants, and the one who passes all these tests, he is the one who will succeed. Thumma mimbardihim qarnan Summa dan, ansha'na, we produced from noon, sheen, hamza. Insha'. Alright, insha'. What does insha' mean? To produce. To cause something to grow. Nasha, creation. Alright? So insha', to cause something to grow, to produce it. By the way, the word insha', how is it written? Insha'. It's one word, alright? Alif. Noon and Sheen are connected. all right. Noon, Sheen, Alif are connected, followed by Hamza. Inshā means to produce. Alright? And Inshā Allah, what is that? In, if, that's a separate word. Shā'a is a verb. Shā'a, he willed. Allahu Allah. Because many times we misspell this word. Many times I've seen when insha'Allah is written, it's written as one word, Allah. You know what that would mean? If you write insha' together and Allah, produce Allah, na'udhu billah. What does that mean? So make sure you write this correctly. Allah in Arabic, how is it? In separately, sha'a separately, Allah separately. Okay? So anyway, ثُمَّ أَنْشَأْنَا Then we produced, مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ After them, after who? After the people of Nuh. Qarnan, A generation, akhareen of others. Meaning after the people of Nuh were destroyed, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought about a new generation of people. فَأَرْسَلْنَا Then we sent fihim in them رَسُولًا minhum, A messenger from among them. Meaning soon after the people of Nuh There was another generation. And that generation came about from who? The survivors of the great flood. And those people, very soon, what happened? Even they deviated. Even they were in need of guidance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to them a messenger from themselves. Meaning a messenger who was one of them. A human being whom they knew. And what did that messenger say? And that, أُعْبُدُ Worship Allah. All of you should worship only Allah. Why? Because ma'lakum, you do not have min ilahin any God, other than Him. The reality is that there is only one God. You have only one God. أفَلَا تَتَقُونَ, then will you not fear? Meaning, will you not fear Allah? Because He is your only God. And when you're associating partners with Him, don't you have fear of Allah? What are you doing? Which was this nation and who was this Prophet? It is said that after Nuh alright, the next messenger that was sent, the next Rasul that was sent, was Hud salam. And Hud salam was sent to the people of Ad. All right? So Hud salam, when he was sent as a messenger to his people, what did he say? What was the main message that he conveyed? Of Tawheed. Of worshipping Allah alone. Of worshipping Allah that all people fulfill the purpose of your lives. In Surah Al-Araf ayah 69, we learn that Hud Salaam also said to his people that What kuru jaalakum khulafa a min barri That remember, Allah has made you successors after the people of Nuh. So which nation came after the people of Nuh? The people of Hud Alaihissalam, meaning the people of Ad. And the mala, the chiefs, the elite, the eminent ones, min from his people, they said, they spoke. And who were they? They were those who had disbelieved, wa and they had also rejected, denied Akhirah with the meeting of the hereafter. The mala were who? The chiefs were who? The elders of that nation were who? Were they believers? No. Allah says there were those who had disbelieved in who? In the messenger. In the call of the messenger. And secondly, they rejected the meeting of the hereafter. What is the meeting of the hereafter? Liqa'il akhirah. Meeting the hereafter. Meeting of the hereafter. What is that? On the day of judgment in the hereafter, what is it that we're going to meet? Who is it that we're going to meet? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is it that we're going to meet? Our deeds. Our end. Our final destination. So they rejected that meeting. They rejected that final outcome. Wa atrafnahum الْحَيَاةِ Dunya. Wa And we had given them luxury. الْحَيَاةِ dunya in the life of this world. Atrofna from the root letters. Ta ra fa. And what does it mean by itraf itraf is to give someone ease and comfort abundance all right of blessings luxury convenience so in other words atraf fil hayat dunya meaning we had given them a lot of ease and comfort wealth money conveniences of this life meaning they were living easy comfortable lives Atrofnahum You see, there are all types of people in this world. Some people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them little. So what happens? They are uncomfortable, or they have little, and because of that they're suffering. Either they're hungry in the morning, or they're hungry in the evening. Hmm? They have money for one thing, they do not have money for another. And then there are some other people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given much to. So what kind of life are they living? They have so much that they don't know what to do with it. So much money, so much time, so much food. I mean, think about it. Sometimes we have so much food in our houses, in our kitchens, in our refrigerators, that we don't know what to do with it. Have you ever seen after a party what happens? Right? There's so much food left over, the host is begging everybody, please take this food. Please you take this, you take that, because I don't want to keep all of this food to myself. This is Itraf. This is Itraf. That there is abundance, there is luxury, there is ease, there is convenience. Atraf nahum hayat dunya. And the more a person has been given, the more grateful he should be, right? The more obedient he should be. But the exact opposite happens that the more we have, the more we tend to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more we have, the more we complain, the more we fuss. Isn't that so? We have so much food sometimes, but still we will complain about one particular ingredient that is missing from the food. right? Or one particular vegetable that's missing from the salad. We will notice that, and we overlook everything else that we have. So أَطْرَفْنَاهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Happiness does not come from having more. Happiness comes from what? From gratitude. And gratitude can be is in fact even for a little bit so what atrafnahum fil hayat such people what was their response what did they say to their messenger they said ma illa basharum mithlukum ma this is not meaning this person this guy he's nothing except basharum mithlukum a human being like you meaning there's nothing special about him he's just another human being just another person someone who's just like us and what's the proof of that Ya'kulu, he eats, mimma from that which ta'kuluna minhu, you all eat from. He eats the same food that you eat. Wa and he drinks, mimma from that which ta'shrabun, you all drink. He drinks the same water. He eats the same food, he drinks the same water. There is nothing special about him, he's just a human being. So you know what, don't pay any attention to what he's saying. When did a prophet ever claimed that he was not a human being. Which Prophet claimed that? Which Prophet claimed that he was not a human being? Huh? There was no Prophet who ever made such a claim. In fact, the Prophets of Allah said that they were human beings. In Surah Al-Kahf, what do we learn? The Prophet was told to tell the people that say... I am only a human being like you. I am a human being. The prophets were told to say this to their nations. I am a human being. But the people, they rejected the prophets of Allah. Why? Because of the fact that they were human beings. We see that Nuh I'm also, his nation, what did they say? That this is only a scheme that you've come up with in order to become better than us, in order to show your superiority above us. Firaun also, you know, accused Musa A.S. of something similar. Right? The fact is that the prophets of Allah were human beings. Why? Because they were meant to be role models for their nations. But their people, what did they say? Because they're human beings, we're not going to listen to them. We're not going to believe in them. The thing is that when is it easy for us to listen to someone, to follow their footsteps? to accept their advice. When? When they're similar? Or when they're completely different from us? When they're similar. Right? Like for example, if there is a person who's lived a very happy life in the sense that since they've been married, they've had a very beautiful relationship with their spouse. Alright? And if they're giving marriage advice, would you accept it? Would you? Okay. Okay. And if there is another person who's divorced, alright, or who's always complaining about their husband, always, always complaining about their children, miserable in their family life, would you take advice from them? No way. Not at all. Okay, forget about marriage. When it comes to food and health, right, who would you take nutrition advice from? Who? Someone who has a degree in that field or someone who doesn't have any knowledge about it? Right? And in their health, also, they're not the greatest. They're overweight or they're sick, and then they're giving you advice on how to eat heart healthy stuff. Right? Who would you take advice from? Who would you trust? Who would you listen to? The one whom you can relate with. Right? The one who knows what he's talking about. So, for human beings, also, what would be easy? To accept a messenger who's a human being? Or to accept a messenger who's an angel. Which kind of messenger? A human being. Right? Because if angels were sent as messengers, what excuse would we make? Oh, you're an angel. You don't know me. You don't understand me. So you don't tell me. You don't advise me. Right? Just like we say to our parents sometimes, you didn't grow up in this country. Right? Or we tell our elders, you don't know what I go through at school. You have no idea. Correct? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent human messengers for our benefit. But what happened? Instead of looking at it as a positive thing, people viewed it as a negative thing. And they rejected the messengers based on the fact that they were human beings. And they said, Wala in And surely if, أَطَعْتُمْ basharan." If you obeyed a human being that is مثلكم, that is like you, innakum indeed you Ivan then لخاسرون, Surely losers. If you follow a human being like you, you would be a loser. Is that true? If we follow a human being, does that mean we'll be losers? Think about it. If there is a person who has knowledge of business and trade and making money and so on and so forth. And you say, you know what, I'm going to follow this guy. Alright, the kind of business that he went to, the way he worked out his business, I'm going to do exactly as he's done. Do you have a higher chance of success? Yes, you do. Why? Because there is experience there. When it comes to anything that we want to succeed in, what do we look at? What do we look at? Examples. Right? People who've done the same stuff, so that we can just copy them. We can just emulate them. When it comes to the matters of this world, we always look at people. When it comes to religion then, why is it that people say, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا لَخَاسِرُونَ If you follow a human messenger, you would be a loser. That's not true. You're not following just any human being. Which human being are you following? A messenger, someone who receives revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their message is so ironic because here they are like ordering the people what to do and like not to listen to a human, but they're like, don't listen to humans. Yeah, they're the ones saying, if you follow a human being, you'll be a loser, right? But who are they in reality themselves? Leaders. What are the people doing? They're following them, right? They want to be leaders themselves, and at the same time, they're saying, "Don't follow a human being because then you would be a loser." Now, many times it happens that people find it difficult to follow a human messenger. Like, for example, many times people will have this objection: Why do we have to follow the Prophet ﷺ? Why? Why do we have to follow him in everything, the way he ate and the way he prayed? and if he slept in a particular way, lying down on his right side, with his hand under his face, why should we sleep in the same manner? Why do we have to say the same words that he said? Why? Yes, because he did everything in the best manner. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا In the Messenger of Allah, you will find an excellent example. Have you seen books... Forget about books. Documentaries on the lives of successful people? Hmm? There's so many, right? Just the other day I saw Steve Jobs. Alright? So many documentaries about him. And these are just documentaries. Books, even. So many. There's this famous book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Individuals. And it's pretty much discussing all the habits, or in particular seven really big habits, that very successful people found that they used in their lives. So again, even in terms of success, you're taking examples from people who have already succeeded, so that you can try and implement them in your own life to try and succeed. Exactly. So when it comes to this life, when it comes to the matter of the Akhirah, when it comes to the matter of Deen, don't we need to know who was the most successful person? Right, he was Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, what did he do? How did he live? How did he eat? How did he sleep? What were his sleeping habits like? How did he deal with people? Because the more we follow him, the closer we will be to success. And in the Quran, what does Allah tell us? That in kuntum تُحِبُّونَ Allaha, fattabi'uni yuhbibkom Allah. Allah will love you if you follow the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So anyway, وَلَا إِنْ أَطَعْتُمْ بَشَرَمْ مِثْلَكُمْ إِنَّكُمْ إِذًا لَخَاسِرُونَ Then they said, أَيَا Does he promise you? أَنَّكُمْ that indeed you, إِذَا وَنَّ You all have died from moat. Wakuntum And you have become Turaban and dust, Ilaman And bones, plural of Alum. أَنَّكُمْ That indeed you, مُخْرَجُونَ You will be brought forth, you will be taken out. Now they're criticizing the message. First they were criticizing the messenger, right? Now the message. They say, that does he tell you that when you have died and you have turned into dust and bones, you're gonna be taken out? Taken out of where? Out of your graves. Meaning brought forth out from the turab in a new creation. In other words, does he say that you'll be resurrected? They find this very amazing. They find this very surprising this is why they say hayhat hey hayhat lima tu'adun hayhat how far how far is that which you are promised meaning this is impossible it can never happen hayhat what does it mean by hayhat hayhat is basically a kalima of board. kalima a word that gives the meaning of board, of you know something being really far distance so hey hat Meaning, this is very far. Very far from happening. Very far from reality. This is impossible. Far from the mark. It can never occur. Hay hat. And notice how it's mentioned twice. Hay hat. Hay hat. Lima tu'audun? No way. They said, in here. It is not. Illa except hayatuna dunya. Our life of this world. They said, it's only this life. Namutu. We die wanahyah and we live. Meaning our existence is just here in the life of this world. When some of us die, others live on, and very soon they also die. Wama Nahnu, and we are not bima at all wants to be resurrected. Meaning there is no resurrection. Inhua, he is not Illa except Rajulun Aman who has iftara ala Allahi kadiban who has fabricated against allah a lie just a man they say this prophet of yours hud salam who is he just a man who has made up a lie about allah wama nahnu and we are not lahu for him bimumin at all ones who believe meaning we're never going to believe in him so the mala, what are they basically telling the people you should follow us we're not going to believe in him because of this and this and this reason, so you also don't believe in him. Now think about it. If what the Prophet has said is false, if he's really making it up, hmm? then ignore him. But the reaction of the mullah, all the things that they say about the Messenger, and about what the Messenger has said, what does it show? That they are feeling very threatened. Right? It's as if they have to really go beyond in order to prove that the messenger should not be followed. They're trying their best to ensure that people don't listen to the messenger. Why are they doing this? Because they're feeling threatened. In the back of their minds, they know that this is the truth. Right? Like for example, if you haven't done anything wrong, you have no fear, you're calm, you're relaxed. But if a mistake has been made, and you're afraid that it will be exposed, then what will happen? What will happen? You'll try your best one thing after the other in order to cover up that mistake. Right? Like, for example, you know, just recently somebody was telling me that one of their co workers is just calling them again and again and again. Like, ten times they call them in one morning. And they're wondering, what's the matter here? What's wrong here? And what was the message? Please don't go today because, you know, I really have to do something. So come after such and such time. they are like, okay, fine. I won't go. And then when they went later on, they found out that all the blame had been put on them. Alright? So this person wanted to make sure that the reality was not exposed. Alright? I mean, 10 phone calls and messages upon messages. Why? You're feeling threatened. If this person goes, my lies are going to be exposed. Right? So we see similar over here. What are the leaders doing? They're just going after the messenger in order to make sure that the people don't listen to him. What happened with Rasulullah wasallam? What did the mushrikeen of Makkah do? They would go to the marketplaces, they would go to the places where the hujjaj had been camping, and they would go to the streets or the pathways that led into Makkah. And every you know, caravan or every group of people that was coming in, they would warn them, there is a man inside, don't listen to him. He's this and this and this, don't listen to him. So you know what happened? This one particular man who had come from Yemen, alright? He was told there is a man in Makkah. he's Majnoon, alright? He's gone mad, don't listen to him. Just ignore him. So this person thought, you know what? I'm a doctor. I can cure people. So he didn't say anything to the Quraysh. He went around in Makkah looking for the Prophet. Alright? Because he wanted to cure the Prophet. Alright, so he went and he spoke to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, I've heard that you're suffering and you know, I'm a doctor, I can cure you. And the Prophet ﷺ said, okay, sit down. And he recited the Qur'an to him. And that man accepted Islam. So it backfired, right? All the schemes of the mushrikeen backfired. So anyway, here also we see this extreme reaction from the people of Hud alayhi So what happened? قَالَ he said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, unsurni, help me, bima kadhabuni, because they have denied me. My people have rejected me, they've called me a liar, they're not listening to me. Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Amma, qalilin, Amma, an, ma, and then qalil. What does an mean? From, alright? But am, remember that it also gives a meaning of away, Alright, so, an, after, amma, Kalilin and ma, over here is extra to show, very, very little. So, amma, after, very, very little, and qalilin, even more little. In other words, within a short time, in a little while, very soon, لَيُصْبِحُنَّ surely they will become nadimin once regretful very very soon these people will be regretful in other words very soon they'll be finished and they'll be left with only regrets notice the word layus bihunna and this has come many times before and it will come inshallah many times again what's the root of this word sad ha subh what does subh mean morning right now morning what does it mean? A fresh start, a new beginning. Right? You slept, and then you woke up, it's morning, it's a fresh start. So, Literally it means they will enter the morning, they will begin as, alright? And not literally they will enter the morning, what it means is they will become. So you understand? yusbihunna is not to be understood literally. Alright? It means they will become. نَادِمِين, regretful. لَيُصْبِحُنَّ نَادِمِينَ So what happened? فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الصَّيْحَةُ بِالْحَقِّ فَأَخَذَتْهُمْ So it seized them. الصَّيْحَةُ The shriek. بِالْحَقِّ In truth. The shriek seized them. What does it mean by sayhah? We have done this word earlier also. Sayhah is a loud scream. Alright? A loud sound. صَوْتُ الشَّدِيدُ Have you ever heard wood being cut wood being cut have you ever passed by a factory or something like that and wood being cut, what kind of sound is it it's really loud right, likewise have you ever heard cloth being ripped, I'm sure you have right, cloth being ripped, so that sound, that is a kind of a sayha it's like screeching almost right, tape have you ever heard tape being taken off right, quickly from the tape roll Right? It's a screeching sound. So multiply that sound by thousands and thousands of times. That is sayha A loud, screeching, tearing, screaming, piercing, thunderous noise. This is what sayha is. So how are these people destroyed? By noise. And the word sayha because of this, also applies to adab punishment. Not just a scream or a blast. Noise, but also عذاب, punishment. فأخذتهم بالحق What does it mean by this? بالحق, in truth. Meaning the saiha came upon them, the punishment came upon them, and there was no avoiding it. There was no repelling it. There was no running away from it. It came بالحق, it came to stay. It came to do its job. فجعلناهم So we made them غثاء into stubble. They were turned into Rusa. Rusa is basically the garbage that floats on water. Garbage that floats on water. So think about it. If there is a flood, all right, or it's been raining a lot, then what happens? If you see water collecting somewhere or moving on the side, right, what do you see floating on top of it? Things that don't have much weight leaves, broken twigs and branches, right? And then sometimes paper or things like that. Things that have no value. No value at all. No weight. If they had any weight, they would have settled to the bottom. But because they have no worth, what happens? They float to the surface of the water, and the water just takes them away wherever it goes. فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ غساء. We made them into garbage. فبعد لِلْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ So, بُعْدًا what does 'bu'd' mean? Distance, right? Meaning be far removed, away, away, far away. لِلْقَوْمِ mean For those who do zulm, for the people who are wrongdoing, far removed from Allah's mercy were these people. You know the people of Ad, as you can see from their reaction, how were they? Extremely arrogant people. We're not gonna accept a human messenger. If you follow a human messenger, you'll be a loser. And what's so special about him anyway? He eats the same food, he drinks the same water, there is nothing special about him. What does that show? Their pride. And what happened to the people who were very proud and arrogant? They were turned into garbage. I remember how you said that the punishment is like mistake. It's similar to the sin that has been committed. Yeah, it's similar to the sin that's committed. So just like the things they were saying were like painful to hear and like not true and stuff, just like that their punishment was also painful to hear. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Look at how they attacked the messenger verbally. They spread so much propaganda about him. right? And what happened? They heard the noise that destroyed them. They were destroyed by noise. They made noise against the messenger and they were destroyed by noise. Yeah, I mean, even in the story of Nuh over here it doesn't say how long he waited. Right? Of course, in other parts of the Qur'an we learn 950 years Nuh a.s. waited and then he asked for the punishment. Likewise, Hud a.s., he didn't instantly ask Allah for punishment. This was after a long time when he did his best and when he saw no positive reaction from the people, that's when he prayed against them. Right, Surni, Oh my Lord, help me بِمَا كَذَّبُونَ Because they've rejected me. It wasn't like after one conversation. All right, Over here, it's as though the whole incident has been summarized. Okay? It's been summarized over here. In Surah al Fajr Ayah six to eight, Allah says, Alam al Imad, fil-bilad." Have you not seen what your Lord did with the people of Ad? Who were the people of Ad They were Iram, meaning also known as Iram, who had lofty pillars huge, lofty pillars, lavish buildings, the likes of whom had never been created in the land. So they were a mighty nation. They had, they possessed a lot of strength. But what happened? When they were arrogant, their strength, their wealth, it didn't matter. They were turned into garbage. And how exactly were they destroyed? In Surah Al-Haqqah, ayah 68, Allah says, "وَأَمَّا عَادٌ بِرِيحٍ صَرصَرٍ عَاتِيَةٍ." What was that sayha? That the people of Ad were destroyed by a screaming, violent wind. Screaming, violent wind. Do you hear the wind right now? They were destroyed by wind. This is why when Rasulullah wasallam would see a storm approaching, a storm approaching, like a cloud approaching or wind blowing furiously, he would become afraid and he would seek allah's protection allahumma ja'alha riyahan wa la rihan oh allah make it riyah and not rih what is riyah riyah is a plural of ri'ih. and in the quran the word ri'ah is used for winds that bring mercy rain blessings and rih is used for wind that brings punishment like a hot or fierce or extremely cold wind so the Prophet ﷺ also became nervous when wind would blow, when a storm would approach. So, وَأَمَّا عَادٌ فَأُهْلِكُوا بِرِيحٍ صَرْصَرٍ atiya <عَاتِيه> And this wind سَخَرَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَبْعَ wa وَثَمَانِيَةَ أَيَّامٍ husuma. This wind Allah imposed on them for seven nights and eight days in succession. Blowing constantly for so long. And what happened then? الْقَوْمَ فِيهَا Sara. So you would see the people therein fallen. As if they were hollow trunks of palm trees. Just imagine, just the trunks of the trees fallen on the ground. Lifeless dead bodies. فَهَلْ من So do you see any remains of them today? Do we see any of their remains today? We don't. Their houses, their buildings, whatever they built, whatever they lived in, whatever they decorated, whatever they collected, it's finished. Then we produced after them other generations. Qurun is a plural of Qarm. More generations. Meaning after the people of Ad. What happened? When they were destroyed from those that survived, meaning those who believed and who did not die in this punishment, those who believed in Hud salam, And there were few. From them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala produced a new generation. And after them, another generation. And after them, another generation. Meaning life went on. They finished, but other people came. And the same thing will happen with us. We will go and others will take our place. We're not here forever. And each time people deviated, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent guidance to them. In Surah An-Nisa, ayah 165, we learn, مُبَشِّرِينَ يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُلِ That we sent messengers as bringers of good news and warners. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers to warn people, to bring good news to them. And this is also a rahmah, a huge mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He created us, and He equipped us with hearing, with sight, with intellect, with hearts, and He also gave us many signs through which we can obtain guidance, yet He did not leave us to our intellect. He did not leave us just to our fitrah. What did he do? He sent guidance. He sent messengers and this is his Rahma. He didn't leave us over here in this world. Figure it out yourself. No. Allah sent messengers, this is his Rahmah. Ma tasbiku. But what was the reaction of the people? Ma tasbiku min ummatin. Ma not tasbiku. It will proceed, it will get ahead. Min ummatin, any nation. Ajalaha, its term. Wama and not يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ They will remain. Meaning they will remain behind thereafter. Or they seek to defer. What does it mean? That no person and no nation ends before their due time. Nor do they remain beyond their term. For each individual, for each community, for each nation is a term that is fixed we know that death is certain. Every human being will die. Right? Every single person. No one is here forever. We have to die. And that death is coming. It's gonna come sooner or later. And once that time arrives, that's it. We won't have any more time. That time cannot come before. That time of death, that time of expiry, cannot come before, nor can it be delayed. It cannot be delayed. There is a fixed time for every nation, for every people, for every individual. And when that time comes, then that's it. No more chances. Let's listen to the recitation of these
1: verses. <laughs> أن i الله ما لكم من إله غيره ask me to ask مِنْ قَوْمِهِ الَّذينَ كَفَرُوا to ask you وَأَتْرَفْنَاهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا مَا هَذَا إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يَأْكُلُ مِمَّا تَأْكُلُونَ be the first to وَلَئِنْ أَطَعْتُمْ بَشَرًا مِثْلَكُمْ إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا لَخَاسِرُونَ أَيَعْدُكُمْ أَنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِتُّمْ وَكُنْتُمْ تُرَابًا وَعِظَامًا أَنَّكُمْ مُخْرَجُونَ هَيْهَاتَ هَيْهَاتَ لِمَا تُوْعَدُونَ إن هي إلا the الدنيا نموت ونحيا وما نحن بمبعوثين إنِهُ who is رَجُلُ one who is the one the one قال عما قليل الا يصبح نادمين فاخذتهم الصيحه بالحق فجعلناهم غفاء فبعدا للقوم الظالمين ثم انشانا من بعدهم قرونا اخرين ما تسبق من امة أجلها وما يستأخرون